You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. I so I was thinking about something. Oh no! This past week. <laughs> Just kidding. No, it's it is kind of an oh no. Um, but so you know what I was thinking about is that like a lot of you know what we do Friday fires, Monday mindsets. A lot of these discussions are a lot of tough love. And I was thinking about all the books that we read and the you know inspirational stuff, motivational stuff, kind of the like messaging around this stuff's hard. Like none of the, none of what people want in life is easy to attain. And a lot of the messaging comes from men. And like, I am not super like anti-man, that kind of thing, whatever. But I was like, the only females that I really think of when I think of like really inspirational that like shit's hard, Mel Robbins, Emily Frisella, Emily Frisella, Rachel Hollis Mm -hmm. does a pretty good job. Like girl, wash your face is a great book. That series of books. But I was like, we need to be that Mm -hmm. because I feel I'm not saying that I don't love the content like Tim Grover, David Goggins, Andy Frisella, like all of those people put out such good content and I love the messaging, but I'm like, I feel like it's almost taboo for women to be like hardcore. Yeah. Because I think they also, you come off as a bitch. Well, Let's think back traditionally, what is the female's role, right, in the Mm -hmm. home? You know, especially if you're a stay-at-home mom or even if you're a working mom in, let's just say, like, what people, air quote here, call traditional households, everything also falls on the woman and she's just expected to be, you know, second in line to her husband, which I don't disagree with. But at the same time, I personally believe that you deserve to stand firm on your own and do the things that make you proud of who you are as a human. And that includes you being able to not fold the laundry for four days because you just haven't got around to it because there's more important things to do. Mm -hmm. Or if the dishes sit in the, you know, sink overnight, in my opinion, like that happens in our house. Sometimes the other night I cleaned, it was perfectly spotless, went to bed feeling great last night after our webinar. I'm like, yeah, I'm just leaving these dishes tonight because it's just been a long day. And my priority was sleep so I could get up and go to the gym before Mm -hmm. we had today is another long day. And I think part of it is because women put that on themselves too, that I have to maintain a good, perfect household. And so my needs go on the back burner. And Beck and I, we talk about this in our program. We believe that in our balance pillar, you are your first priority. Mm -hmm. And that's above your husband, your children, all of these other things, because you show up better for them when you prioritize yourself. I sound like a broken mm-hmm. record with that, but it is so true. Even one of our clients, we talked about this on another podcast, but she said to us, she's like, the math doesn't add up here, but I feel so much better <laughs> because I've been, she's been really focused in this like 30 day challenge to herself of doing like four or five different things each day. And she's like, it's crazy how much I feel that I have improved my productivity, my patience, my relationships have improved just because I am finally taking the necessary steps to put myself first. Mm-hmm. And I think that is in our culture, you know, part of the problem 
And hopefully I'm saying that correctly and it's making sense because I just feel that women are almost afraid to stand up for themselves and say, no, this is what I need. And mm-hmm. I also need to ask for help. You need to take the kids so that yep. I can do this. Like a thousand you ha- percent. You got to do yeah. that. And I think there's still a little bit of that. Like, of course. And I do that too. Like I think I've pretty much taken our children to all of their doctor's appointments. Like I'm the one that, you know, goes and dro- takes, drops the kids off, picks the kids up. But that's also because Nick works at an office still. I work from home. So it's just easier. So like, I think that there's still a little bit of that here and there, um, like woven through. But I do truly believe when women say things like this, they come off as bitchy. But when men say it, it's like they're strong. They're, you know, standing firm. It's like, no, I'm not being a bitch. I'm just being real. Like, I'm just telling you how it is. But if it came from a man, it sounds totally different. So I was just thinking about that last week. I was like, you know, all the content that I consume comes from men. Other than Mel Robbins and Rachel yeah. Hollis and Emily. Anyways, so we're going to be that. <laughs> we are going to be that. That's what I decided last week. Because I can be whatever the hell I want. So, well, and it's our personality type too. Like, true. We are both... I think I'm an alpha. I think you're mm-hmm. an alpha mm-hmm. in some situations. In some situations. I yeah. don't think I'm as much of an alpha as Liz is, but I've also worked on that. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I used to be zero alpha. Like I, <laughs> I used to be like everyone walk all over me and I'll just take it and be miserable. And then I, I don't know really what happened. I don't know. I don't know what happened, but I just decided that like, screw this. This isn't how I want to live my life. Um, to be totally honest, you know what I think part of it was? COVID. And all of the really strong opinions that started happening. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want to take this shit. I don't want to deal with people that want to yell at me for no reason. And so I think that kind of catalysted it. And I'm like such a happier person now in life. Um, I think though, too, like when we first met and where our business was, mm-hmm. you also had to learn to stand up to certain individuals, um, you know, at that point in time. And then you just kept going with your confidence and yeah. growing that confidence. It didn't happen overnight. No, 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 no. But it's been an evolution. I mean, there was a time that I came to you and said, we need to take care of some of these things in the business. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I don't think I can, um, you know, stay on and you were like yeah i totally see it and i was like okay let's figure out how we stand up to it Mm -hmm. yeah for sure so we want to talk today about balance because i think it's a very real issue because a lot of people are like you know i want balance i want balance in my life i want balance with what i eat i want to be able to go out to eat i want to be able to drink i want to be able to you know stay up late because that's the time that i get with my spouse i want to be with my have time with my kids i don't want to constantly be working or tracking food or having you know to wake up super super early to exercise etc 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 hopefully even after just listing off like a few things there we can realize balance you guys first of all is completely relative to the person Second of all, in my opinion, true balance is somewhat impossible to have everything that you and when and when we get there, if, if you truly have balance, balance, I believe, is living an average life. You aren't really excelling anywhere because you're trying to balance it all. So take that in for a second. When you try to balance everything in your life, you try to balance being a better person, being more fit, being healthier, your marriage, being a mother doing work, if you're a working mom, like if you're a female, all of these things, you end up not excelling in any of them. And so we've talked about this before on the podcast, like Liz and I struggled with this personally a lot. And what I have come to terms with, not totally come to terms with, because I totally have mom guilt all the time and like relationship guilt, whatever, whatever you want to call it. But what I have realized, and I'm trying to do a better, better job of accepting is that I need to do what feels right in my gut, what feels right to me, 
that is when I find myself the happiest. Like this morning is a perfect example. I was doing my last set on my conditioning. I was about to do my last set on my conditioning. And Taylor last Taylor's sick right now. She has an ear infection and she's super congested. And she was up coughing a lot. And at 4.30, she was up coughing for like 20 minutes. She wasn't really awake. She was kind of like still sleeping and coughing. Um, and I woke up at five to go work out. Nick was still in bed. And so I left the monitor upstairs. And I was like, if he hears her crying, he can get her. This is, I, I decided to work out this morning. He didn't. And so during that, right before I started that last set, I was like worrying about her. I was like, should I skip my last set and go get her? I wonder if she's coughing. I wonder if she's okay. And this internal struggle was happening. Like I've done enough, you know, with my workout. I've done it. I've done four of the five sets of the conditioning that I should be doing. I could just stop and go get her. And I was like, no, this is me time. Like, this is the time I wake up early to do for myself. It wasn't that the mom guilt wasn't there. I knew she was going to be okay. She's okay up there. She's she's probably sleeping. And she was. And so, like, I have those internal struggles all the time. But I, it, it, it's impossible to have the balance, guys. It is impossible. You cannot do it all. And so you have to figure out what phase of life you're in, what is most important to you at that time, and what feels right. Yeah. And it's a give and a take too, especially with Mm -hmm. kids. You know, like right now, Art and I are both going to LA Fitness across the street. So he's getting up at 5, 5.15. He goes, he comes back. And then I leave about 6.20, 6.30 to get there. What does that mean for me? I miss the hour with Marcus before he goes to school. So what I've tried to do then on the flip side is say, okay, once he gets home from school, I have time with him, you know, but I can't be there with him every single morning. Some mornings I'm home, but most mornings during the week, I am going to the gym early because I need that time. And art also deserves that time. And so again, it's kind of finding that balance and what works for you, but there's a give and a take here. And I could chalk it up to like, hey, I feel guilty. I want to see Marcus in the morning, but then I'm sacrificing myself. I'm sacrificing the time that I deserve. And it makes me show up better throughout the day. It makes me more productive, sharper thinking. I start my day off right because I get into a good mindset. Like this morning, it was a little bit of you know chaos in the house. And so I was like, you know what? I actually didn't take my headphones with me. There's music at the gym and I just got into the zone. And I was like, I don't need, because usually I listen to a podcast or I listen to a book mm-hmm. um, when I'm doing my workout. And I was like, nope, I'm just going to get into the zone and grind for this next, I had 45 minutes like in and out the door and I'm just going to work. And it's just going to be my time. And I'm so thankful for those days that I do those hard things and I show up, even though I could have said, well, I only have 45 minutes. Maybe I'll just have a rest day today and I'll go tomorrow. I like staying in that routine. And so understand that, you know, when we're looking at balance, there's always going to be times that you are tipping towards not having a balance in one area. Mm -hmm. You can tip it back the other way at certain points, of course. Like I believe in certain seasons, this is going to look a lot different for people, right? Like I think about, for example, if you are postpartum, right? You aren't going to be able to give everything to everybody because you're taking care of that baby. It's you and that baby for the first couple Mm -hmm. of months. You know, if you are an accountant and you are going through tax season, your time is skewed more to working in the office because you have a lot greater demand in this time. And so, you know, when we think about a health and a fitness journey, it's really hard if you want to see results to have balance with, let's say, like your lifestyle of, I want to go out with the girls and have drinks. I want to do date night with my husband. Well, I like having my after dinner treat that's ice cream. You know, like you have to start understanding that if you are in a season of results, 
those things are not in the picture as much. And so your balance is less about those emotional and social connections. You're saying no more because Mm -hmm. your goal right now in this season is for you to get results. And here's what I'll say. We all know the saying of like, you can't be mad about the results you didn't get for the work you didn't do. At the same token, let's think about this. If you are only putting in 50% effort, you're wasting time because Mm -hmm. you're mad that you're not getting 100% results and you're like, well, but I'm focusing on my food, but I am doing these things and I am tracking my food. But then we look at the course of the week and intake is all over the place. We've had three days that were actually solid with our goals and the other four days were kind of a crapshoot. And so you can't be upset about this if you're not all in. And when you're all in, you're not having the balance. No. And that's the thing. I think that's the thing that's so hard for people is they, they want to start like a nutrition program, get a mentor, whatever, a coach. And they come and they say, I want balance. I want to be able to enjoy the chocolate. I want to be able to enjoy the wine but I want to lose this 40 pounds. Okay, you've had balance. That's what, that's what you've been doing. You've been enjoying those things. And so if you want to lose this 40 pounds, guess what's going to probably have to go away for a little while? That balance. You're going to have to work harder. You're going to have to remove some things. You're going to have to restrict some things. And that balance can come back. And you can sustain the progress that you get by finding the right balance. But you guys, you cannot have the perfect body and binge drink every weekend. You cannot have the body that you feel confident in and feel amazing about and eat a cake, a piece of cake every night. Like maybe you can, maybe some people can, but most people probably are going to struggle with that because it's going to drive cravings. It's going to drive the desire to have more carbs. It's going to drive you to want more of the cake. That's what sugar does. And so this is what's hard. Balance is relative. And if you want, if you're in that season of results, you cannot have that balance. And honestly, I'll be Something that I've realized like personality wise with people, if you are someone that is constantly wanting more, you're probably never going to have balance. If you are someone that is always wanting, you, you, know, you, you build a business and you are trying to be, continue to build that business or open new businesses or invest more, you are the personality type that will probably never have balance. And those people, I, the, Tim Grover mentions in his book Winning that he talks about like the people that appear to have balance are the biggest liars of it all because they show on social media. I'm with my family. I love my family. They probably aren't with their family very much at all. They're probably working late at nights. They're probably traveling for work like professional athletes. I see a lot of times like stories. He missed his, the church, the birth of his child, the Super Bowl just happened. Mm-hmm. And they talked about like left the game to go make the birth of the child. You guys, professional athletes miss big events all the time with their family. They miss Christmas. They miss birthdays. They miss births of their children because they are committed to winning. That is their life. That is what they've stro- that's what they strive for. And sure, they get compensated nicely for it. And the same thing for, you know, CEOs. They don't I, you guys, I see it all the time. I see the people that appear to have that balance on social media. Those are the people that probably lack balance the most. And so if you are that personality type, if you are someone that never is satisfied, you're probably never going to have balance. But for those of you that want the balance, that really need the balance, because I think a lot of people do. A lot of people need that balance. You need to have a little bit of healthy, you know, downtime to counterbalance all of the hard work. You need to know that it's a matter of phases. It is a matter of you will have periods where you don't have balance. You will have periods where you are going to have to work. You are going to have to give things up. You are going to have to strive. And then 
you slowly enter back into balance and you find maybe probably a new balance because the balance that was in the past didn't serve you and that got you to being 30 pounds overweight. And so the new balance that you find is probably going to have to be a little bit different. It's probably going to have to look a little bit different. Another thing I think about all the time, (laughs) what I've been in recently, my children have been sick constantly. I've had to have them home. I've had to have time that I normally have to myself towards them. And that's fine. I chose to have children. I love my children. That means I haven't unfortunately been able to give as much to work lately. I just haven't. I haven't had the time. I haven't had the solo time. When you have a six-month-old and a three-year-old, you don't do work when they're around. It's impossible. And so unfortunately, I've had to give up that a little bit. And so on days that they are with, you know, caregivers or daycare, I've had to grind. I've had to work really hard to get back that time that I've lost. And so there's different phases and we need to be able to ebb and flow with those phases and figure out where priorities are because otherwise you're going to be in this middle ground, this like, what do we call no man's land Mm -hmm. where you're not really doing anything well. Yeah. And so I think, you know, then we can ask the question like, well, Becca and Liz, like, what about the balance that you preach for me and my lifestyle? Because we do, we want everybody to be able to have a balance where they can go out and they can enjoy date night, but everybody's definition of that is a bit different. And that's what we need to talk about today, because I think it's absolutely appropriate for you to go and enjoy date night with your spouse as you should. I believe you should weekly um, if you can, but that doesn't mean that you're ordering a bunch of drinks, then an appetizer, your entree, and then desserts, maybe after dinner drinks. Like, guys, that's not balance. What balance looks like in that scenario is for me, I'll give you an example of my favorite. Um, if I'm in a cut face and I want to go on date night, we always go to Cooper's Hawk because I know I can get there. Life balance, ahi tuna dinner. I usually don't even eat all of it, but it's like 550 calories. And that I can fit that in my day. I can fit a, a glass of wine or two in my day if I plan for it. And that's more so what I would say is balance. But guess what that doesn't include? It doesn't include our favorite tostadas before our dinner. It doesn't include the dessert afterwards or chocolate covered strawberries or whatever. It doesn't include multiple glasses of wine. It includes one to two because you're in a phase where you're working towards a goal. And so we're not saying that you can never go out to eat if you have goals. We're not saying you can never have a glass of wine if you have goals. What we are saying is that you need to understand that this balance that some people think about is much different in those phases. It might be 10% of those yummy treats that you want here and there, but it's not having ice cream every night after dinner, mm-hmm. right? That If you're in a strict phase where you are really trying to change your body composition, you're going to have to learn to say no, and you're going to skew that um, you know, balance scale more towards being a little bit more strict. And then, like Becca was saying, you'll find at times you bring it back to the center equilibrium here where I can maintain my weight and I can have a little bit more of those fun things. But think about this, and we've talked about this before, is the accumulation effect. It's not the glass of wine or two. It is the glass of wine or two every single day or multiple days a week, right? That Mm -hmm. adds up. And so, no, that doesn't serve you in a fat loss or muscle building phase. Like I saw this TikTok the other day. I don't know if you sent it to me, but it's hilarious. It is a girl like frantically getting dressed yes. to go to the <laughs> <sent it>. <laughs> so great. <laughs> She's frantically getting frantically getting dressed to go to the gym. And the caption says, when you realize that alcohol stops your fat burning process for 
24 hours and she's like but i drink a glass of, or have a drink every night or something like yeah. that and so she's like what are you talking about so it's, she, i think it's the sound the over sound that's like i'm freaking stop freaking out you're not freaking out i'm fucking freaking out yeah. <laughs> that's like the over the sound over it's amazing so but yeah i mean it, it and the thing that i think of too is it's the you have to figure out the give and take for yourself. And one perfect example that I think correlates to a lot of people, a lot of people don't want to work out very hard or don't have maybe the time, quote unquote, don't have the time to get to the gym to lift heavy, to hire the trainer to lift heavy. And so they don't have the ability, you guys, I'm not going to lie, if you don't hold very much muscle mass, if you aren't going to work out very hard, you're going to have to give up balance with things that you consume. Because holding muscle allows you more balance. It allows you more freedom with what you consume because there's, I, I hate to like say this really, because, but it's true. When you have higher amounts of muscle mass, you can consume higher amounts of sugar. Usually you can consume some alcohol here and there, and it does not affect you as much. When you do not hold very much muscle mass, when you do not exercise, those things affect you. They catch up a lot quicker. And so that's a balance that I choose. I choose to work out harder because it allows me a little bit more freedom with my food. It allows me a little bit more wiggle room with what I'm consuming, whether it be a glass of wine here or there, whether it be going out to eat when I want to, because I know my body can handle it better because I am working to strive to be stronger, to hold more muscle mass, and that protects me to an extent. So that's a balance. If you don't want to do that, if you don't want to work hard in the gym, if you don't want to lift heavy, well, guess what? You're probably going to have to pee a little bit cleaner with your food intake. You're probably going to have to not have as many glasses of wine because your body's not going to tolerate it as well. So that's a different one that I think of. And I, I, equip, I equate balance in my mind with multitasking. Mm -hmm. Multitasking is another thing that a lot of people think that they can do. You guys, no one can multitask. We try and we are not good at it. I am very bad at it. <laughs> I end up getting nothing done. Because I'm so all over the place. I'm so, my mind is scattered everywhere. And so that's what I think about. Balance is very similar to trying to multitask. You end up splitting your time across all these things and not being good at any of them. And so that is where I think time blocking is very helpful. If mm -hmm. you want to think about like true balance, because what I think about is I time block. I get five to six, a 6.30 a.m. or so is my time in the morning when no one's awake. Sometimes Nick's awake working out, but like none of the kids are awake yet, hopefully. That is my time in the morning. And then as soon as 6.30 to 8 a.m. goes, that's my time with the children. And I commit that time to not doing anything else other than getting the kids ready, catering to their needs, whatever they need, and like getting dressed. And then 8 a.m. until 4.30 p.m. is my time to work. If everything goes to plan and the kids aren't home, that is my time to work. And so I time block my day to get what I need to get done in that day, you know, whatever that is. Sometimes I'll put, plan in some self-care during that time when the kids aren't around. And then from 5 p.m. until we go, you know, 8.30 p.m. when they go to bed, that is their time. That is my time to cater to the kid, children again, to be fully present with them. I try to get rid of my phone. And then at 8.30 to 9.30 when we go to bed, that's my time with Nick. And I know that that will evolve as the children get older, as you know, th time is spent differently. And then I will evolve with my time block. But time blocking, I think, is a great way yep. to build that balance. Yep. Well, and I think too, as we relate multitasking to you know nutrition goals, right, or fitness goals, when you are trying to split hairs, you're making more room for air, mm -hmm. right? Like you're trying to do all these things at once. You're making more room for air because you're essentially not doing any of them. 100%, right? And so what happens is you get below average results. And so this is where I kind of think about 
What's the balance of how often you know you go out to eat? If you are going out to eat more than I'm going to say, especially if you're in a cut phase or a dialed in phase, if you're going out to eat more than once a week, you're creating a lot more room for error because you could do your best to track that food that you're going to consume from the restaurant, but there are many variables that could go wrong there. You have no idea how much oil they used. You have no idea unless you bring your food scale, which hopefully nobody's bringing their food scale to a restaurant, how much the protein actually weighs, right? And so you create more room for air. And so if you're in that season, you need to understand that if you are you know, going, let's say you went out to lunch three times with your coworkers, and then you went out twice on the weekend with your family, and you're trying to be in a cut phase, you're probably going to get below average results because you have five meals now that have probably up to 50% error in the way that we track them. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just the reality of guys. Mm-hmm. Like Beck and I have said this before, is like if you really want to optimize results, you kind of got to be obsessed about it for a period of time. Mm-hmm. I know when I went through my cut phase, I was weighing and measuring everything. And I was actually just sharing with one of my clients this morning, like I am very transparent about what I'm doing, when I'm doing it, because I know that if I am doing a cut phase, I'm 100% in it. I don't want to waste my time. I want to know that I managed all of the variables or as many of them as I possibly can and like I controlled those. But a couple of weeks ago, you know, I said to my coach, we were going to do another kind of six week um, cycling and about two and a half weeks. And I just said, hey, I'm mentally not here. We're family planning. There's a lot going on in business right now. And I'm just really not here for it. And he was I sent him all my data. He's like, you're so detailed and everything. But I just said, I want to be able to give you 110% because I know you're relying on me to produce results. It was um, kind of a new test thing that he was trying out with some stuff. And we we kind of talked through it. And I was like, I think this will actually really work well for people. Um, but I just, I didn't want to commit to another four weeks when I wasn't 100% in it. And so that's the other piece here, guys, is like, if you're not 100% in it, then understand that it's okay, but you need to you need to be then accepting that you're not probably going to see results in this mm-hmm. time. What you can do is continue to think about the quality of food that you consume. You could still like I'm still tracking some days just to spot check here or there. I like doing that. Um, you can keep your workouts. You can keep your water intake up. You can keep your steps up. You can keep your sleep in check. Like I have foundational things that I do every single day because they're not just part of a cut phase. They're also part of your lifestyle. But knowing that I'm not in a strict dialed in phase, I can have a couple glasses of wine if I want to, maybe Friday and Saturday instead of just one night a week. If we decide to go out to eat two times, I'm still making choices that make me feel good because. I've paid too many times for choices that don't make me feel good. And I don't want to do that, but I'm not so erratic and concerned about the calories and then pissed off that the scale didn't move Mm -hmm. because I wasn't perfect. And so that's what our point is today is that in certain seasons, the balance is tipped one way or the other in work, in relationships, in nutrition and fitness and the results. And so just understand that balance is kind of an illusion and we have to be accepting that it's a give and a take situation for periods of time in different seasons. Thank you for listening to The Food Code. If this episode resonated with you, please share, rate, and review as this helps us reach others around the world. With that, thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. Love you guys.